Okay. No, you're good. We, we we'll, can just edit. We're going to edit and like cut things down. So we're not live. Yeah. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that says, hey, remember the time we divided by gender lines? What if we did that again? Because everyone loves that, right? Run it back, baby. <laughs> I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon, and a special guest, we have C. Say hi to the folks at home, C. Hello, folks at home. This is, this is exciting, because not only can we... We can see you, but I can. I'm actually recording this. Like I have video recording, so I can cut this for clips. So I guess I should ask for your consent. Can we use your your likeness? In Especially this? because C specifically asked me yesterday, "Is it audio or also visual?" And I said, "No, it's only no, audio." It's so it's only that's audio. Fine. You don't have to worry about it. It is a okay. <laughs> I actually had to do a self tape earlier today, so I happen to not look horribly grungy so you know Yay. off we go grungy is what we go for we like grunge grunge in the yeah. house grunge in the house uh jared you know c better than i do so i want you give an introduction here who are we working with well okay so survivor or c's survivor background is none um this is another person Absolute that we're bringing zero. that had never <laughs> even seen the show asked me is it still running so this is the first and only episode of Survivor that C has watched. So we'll get reactions on that uh, as we go. Besides that, C, I'll let you just introduce yourself. Tell, tell the people at home who you are, what you do. Okay. Hello. My name is C. I use they, them pronouns. I am a cat-obsessed theater artist in Chicago, and I perform and I teach kids theater, yoga, and social-emotional learning through theater. Yeah. I'm a big old weirdo, a big old lesbian, and uh, that's <laughs> kind of where I'm at. <laughs> I feel like those are some good good background notes on me that color most of how I perceive and will probably talk about Survivor. I feel like over half of the guests we've had are queer, which is not something we were aiming for, but that's cool. But something that it's awesome that we, ha I mean, fits our social circle, I guess. That's true. That's true. See, I'm I'm sitting in this chair and I'm thinking, my God, did I just misgender you on the podcast? Was that a thing that I did? I don't think you said I gender don't think at all. So. Perfect. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I think then, you just said my name. Then the ploy worked. Then I, <laughs> I, I have sat here and done nothing, and then I outed myself in the thing that I thought. No, it, it's always that moment of I have so many they them's in my life that I'm like, mm -hmm. I sit and I'm having a conversation, and every once in a while I think. My God, did I misgender them? Have I ruined everything? They will never come back on the podcast. Well, what's funny is that Jared like has started just defaulting to they for most people, which is not a it's bad true. thing. But I am so used to people in my life changing their pronouns with somewhat frequency or like coming into their queerness in some capacity. So Jared will start using they and I'm like, oh my God, do they start using they? And Jared's like, oh. I don't think so. I don't know. I just started using it. So now you're an unreliable narrator, Jared, for me. Yay. As that is true. <laughs> Listen, before, <laughs> before like pronouns were a part of the social conversation, I, I feel like I would default to they even back then if I didn't know or even just like, because like grammatically it makes sense. 
Um, what a good little like, reformed Republican you are, Jared. Good reformed. <laughs> we don't talk about the dark days. <laughs> that is, it, I do always love when you like jump on that of like, are they part of the the alphabet mafia? I'm like, oh no, no, no. I just, Have I just don't love gender all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recruiting more is the gay agenda. Yay. Okay. Well, I get, we have a lot to talk about, so I figure we just jump right in. Yeah. Have okay. a grand old time. Let's How do are we going to do that, Stephen? With a bumper. All right. So quick thing before we get into the episode. This episode came out on September 17th of 2004. A couple things that happened in the week between, or in the week before this episode, and then we'll get into the longer stuff between seasons next episode when we have a little more time. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman announces a lockout of the Players Union and secession of operations by the NHL head office. So this is the hockey lockout. The start of it is a week before this episode comes out, if you remember that. If you're a hockey fan out there. We love, we love hockey in this home. American musical theater lyricist with John Kander. I don't know why it's with. Oh, I guess they wrote everything together. Eb. With John Kander, uh, Fred Ebb dies yep. of a heart attack at 76. Credits include Cabaret, Chicago, Kiss of the Spider Woman, and Funny Lady. They didn't give Kiss of the Spider Woman in there? They did not. Ah, <laughs> uh, boo. All right. I, I don't even know that musical, and I'm plugged into the theater world. It's, it's all right. It's, it's a Cheetah Rivera. Anyway, keep going. Okay. Um, and then a less fun, well, I mean, death isn't fun either, but an even less fun one to talk about. Uh, sexual assault charge against L.A. Lakers star Kobe Bryant is dropped by the Eagle County District Attorney's uh, Office in Colorado oh. after the victim decides not to participate. Can't imagine why a victim would want to not uh, pursue charges against someone rich and famous in the year 2004. Yeah, so there's that. The legacy, the legacy of Kobe Bryant is a messy one. Yep. And I remember when he died. Was that that was what the was that the case that people were like bringing back up? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, was it kind of gets one? memory hold because it was like January of 2020. So quickly, more important things happened. Yes, that lasted yeah. longer in the social memory. But yeah, 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 a helicopter crash, and then people were like, "Hey, he's a alleged rapist," and people were like, "Yeah, but he died in a helicopter crash." Those two things don't seem related. Mm-hmm. Oof. The number one song on the charts is "Goodies" <laughs> by Sierra, featuring Petey Pablo. What a fucking mental whiplash you had me there <laughs> and our top five movies cellular wimbledon never heard of either of those we're gonna skip number three because we're gonna get back to it <laughs> mr 3000 and sky captain and the world of tomorrow okay so you have five new movies to pick from here what are you gonna torture me with see steven have either of you ever heard of Resident Evil Apocalypse. Oh. Or, see, do you have any familiarity with I thought Resident Evil was the... a game. Ah, it sure is. It's also a really <laughs> terrible series of movies. I feel like you just gave away the answer here. Well, yeah, fair enough. But some of them are good, so you got to be careful. They okay. were flashing quality. Um, all directed by... Oh, no, this one's directed by Alexander Witt. Paul West Anderson produces all of them. That's right. Or Paul W.S. Anderson. My apologies. Very different. I was like, what? Wes Anderson? Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and he writes all of them. Anyway, a deadly virus from a secret Umbrella Corporation laboratory underneath Raccoon City is exposed to the world. Umbrella seals off the city can to contain the virus, creating a ghost town where everyone trapped inside turns into a mutant zombie. Alice, uh, Mila Javajevic, which is, I believe, Paul W.S. Anderson's wife. Hmm. Huh. 
A survivor from Umbrella's secret lab meets former Umbrella security officer Jill Valentine, Sierra Gullier, Gullier, Sienna. Her name's Sienna. <laughs> and mercenary Carlos Olivieri, played by Oded Fair. Together they search for a scientist, Jared Harris, who might be able to help. So this is our number three movie on the box office when this episode of Survivor came out. What do you think its critic and uh, audience review scores are, C and Steven? I'll, I'll let C go first. It's, I, I kind of know how the system works here. It's a it's okay. 100% Rotten Tomatoes scale if you don't know of the Rotten Tomatoes scale. Uh, okay. Uh, usually the numbers are not the same. The, okay, so I need the critics versus the... Uh, yeah, what do you think the critics rated this out of 100? And what do you think the audience rated this out of 100? Okay, and closer to 100 is is better, yes? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm just making sure this isn't like a golf situation. I cannot recall. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't look at Rotten Tomato scores that often. Um, also, just because I don't have the attention span for movies anymore, to, to be perfectly honest. It's my poor little neurodivergent brain. Um, okay, <laughs> critics, I don't know, 47. And like public, like... 83. I don't know. I'm just throwing wow, shit okay. at the wall here. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna jump on that. The audience score of 36, a critic <laughs> score of 12. You're very close on the critic score. Uh, it is 19%. Uh, However, the audience score, C was actually closer. It is 60%. I'm sorry. Oh. Audiences actually kind of like this movie. Interesting. All right, then. I guess I, the idea of uh, an escaped virus that radically changes the world uh, that is, you know, 16-ish years uh, prior to that becoming a little too real. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> still, a, still a fun science fiction moment at that point. <laughs> hey, hey, it sure was. Wow, I can't believe that Resident Evil is so garbage it crashed our recording. <laughs> That's... That's what that was, Jared. Had That's nothing to do with us. Nope. No, absolutely not. It's a, <laughs> it's a bad movie from 2004 that caused us to have technical problems. Cool. Then I think, uh, do you have anything else you need to talk about, about the history of the, the time of the world and where we are and the cat that's in front of our face? <laughs> no. This is, this is an audio medium, um, <laughs> but C is dancing with their cat, and I love their cat, and that is their cat that they can just kind of throw around all over the place, and it doesn't give a singular fuck. I mean, she does give a fuck. She's not like a fan. I, I I like to airplane her where I like put her on my feet and hold her with my feet in the air, like while I lay on my back, and it, it's really fun. <laughs> does she just stay with you in in the wrap for as long as I mean, yeah, she's like biting me right now, so like she doesn't <laughs> want to be here. <laughs> say, so my she's cat like, will, no, but uh... she'll come back. She'll come back. Okay, she they really always come back. She really likes <laughs> Okay, enough digressing. Let's talk about Survivor. All right. Let's, Let's talk it. about Survivor. So welcome to Survivor Vanuatu. Like we said, this is your first episode of Survivor ever? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So yeah, we're throwing you into the deep end right away. Yeah, I would like to say I before have... Jared even pressed play, he was like, so uh, I think this one's going to be like a little bit racist. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, I, thought that, I thought that from the reunion from you know doing the teaser and then i looked at the episode name and it was titled they came at us with spears yeah and i Not went great bob oh no yes my first note that i took was dot 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 oof at intro so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so th there's gonna be a lot of that there's gonna be a lot of 
conversations about the the use of indigenous imagery and the mm-hmm. use of i guess indigenous people in this yeah. scenario we, yep. we typically don't get that much face-to-face time no. with the people of the area and this season is going to have more so i'm worried that this is this season's gonna be bad first of all but i'm <laughs> i feel like all of the fears i had for survivor africa just came to survivor vanuatu through uh, only one episode we'll see uh-huh but that intro is pretty much exactly what i was afraid of when i learned that survivor was going to africa in the year 2001 sure 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 <sighs> that's yeah yeah so let's let's start where the episode starts we're standing on top of a volcano <laughs> yes sir <laughs> as one does the yes sir volcano as yeah as sure chef does and he's like hey we're in vanuatu there's nine active volcanoes here and we're like you chose this for a filming location this is where you want to be yeah all right let's I'm, do it i'm assuming like hawaiian active where it's like they're kind of always bubbling but yeah. they're not going to really blow i guess one kind of did recently or was that a wildfire in hawaii in hawaii that was a wildfire i think unless that was because of a volcano very well could be i don't think that was the case i don't think so i think it was a wildfire yeah so all this being said that it's it's an interesting location it's volcanic it's from what we've seen we haven't seen a whole lot of what the island is at this point just one area and then the the separate tribe areas go ahead see sorry i cut you off no i also, like, we don't know what island of Vanuatu it is because when I looked up Vanuatu, isn't Vanuatu a country made up of, like, 80 micro-islands? Yeah, it's an archipelago. Archipelago? Archipelago? So, I've, I've heard archipelago or... Pelago? Okay, big. Okay, Minnesotan. <laughs> Pele- or I say that's a Minnesotan. <laughs> Archipelago is the, yes. Archipelago is that's what I meant. Is more the widely used one, but yeah, Minnesota it sneaks out every once in a while. Here we are, <laughs> and, and this is a and like it's a there. This happens a lot, and I don't I don't know a lot about Vanuatu. I did a little bit of research, but not a whole lot. This is a country that was colonized until 1980, and it also doesn't necessarily like. Sometimes we just colonized or colonizers just kind of drew lines in places where that doesn't like they're nationally a country but like they're the people there they don't really care like they're part of like a group that's in the country and that's like their people we kind of draw the line sometimes actually to make things worse this is an island so i think that's a little harder to do but like do the people of, of vanuatu even like have a nationhood status that they care about like who know i don't know because it's Wikipedia was not super helpful, basically. Okay. I I don't know. I'm As always, usually the line is, hey, there were people here. Hey, the white people came and said, this is ours. And then it was a never-ending conflict from there on. Yeah, pretty much. Yay. Not looking at any pr- place in particular since we were talking about Hawaii. So, <laughs> so we're, we're talking about the island, and he's trying to set the scene... And he's talking about once again. Here comes some some racism, <sighs> cannibalism, and black magic and are still very much a part of the yeah. culture. Are they, Jeff? Because I couldn't find anything on that online. There was no mentions in in my little deep dive, my very quick deep dive about cannibalism or sorcery being a part of their culture. 
I saw some in my brief stuff in my brief research. I saw like some mentions of like voodoo adjacent stuff, like okay. um, taboo and something called madu, which is like a, a supernatural like energy kind of like source that we all share kind of thing. But like the term black magic is an immediate red flag to me. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so I'm like. Mm, Mm, um, and this is something that colonizers do to make yeah. it seem to dehumanize the people they're colonizing. Like, oh, well, they're they're dangerous savages. They were they, exactly. They, they yeah, that that was one of my notes. Was and, like really leaned into like exoticism and savagery. Like they really leaned into that concept yeah. and that idea. And, and and we don't know. Maybe from our listeners, we'll get some background of like this whole intro sequence. Like how much I actually had a thought when C and I were watching it of like this could be something that production had to agree to in order for them to film on these islands. Like I, that, that I don't think that's true, but like, like a, there's like a 5% chance in my brain that like, this is something that they had to do. But it does seem like they had to make some concessions and a lot of, this is what we need to do to make this work more than any other place that they had been. Yes. Cause it goes on for a long time. And yeah. usually it is not, it usually this stuff isn't front loaded this kind of stuff like sneaks in through the season, not mm. like, cool, you're on the Island. Now we're, or you're in the place that you're going to be surviving in. Here's meet the, meet the people that live here. Like that doesn't usually happen. Yeah. So that I, I'm interested to hear if there's backstory behind that, but it does feel like the camera treats it like a circus act. Sure. Mm. Sure. Sure. Despite what the actual circumstances going on behind it are. Yeah. Well, and there wasn't any effort made to like explain the rituals that were happening or translate any of the language used or like, you know, like I, and so my questions that I wrote down were like consent question mark. Is this the actual tribe name of the people who live there? Is this the actual chief name? Were they paid or compensated in any way? Like what's the context of this ritual? What's the context of the clothing that we were using? Cause Jared and I were talking about how like, it's, I mean, it's never okay to like culturally appropriate, but specifically like when people in the U S will wear headdresses to Coachella and shit, people get really upset about that specifically because I mean, cause it's cultural appropriation period but like specifically because headdresses are often like what like a um an honor that you get from battle and like are real like a special signifier and so like i'm like what what is the context of this clothing like do it does it have anything to do with this like I, i and there's just no effort i mean it is 2004 so i'm not shocked that there's no effort to explain any of this stuff but those were my questions watching it yeah, so I feel like we could we could spend hours and hours just yeah. dogpiling Survivor, yes. and we, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they. We, I think this will probably not be the last time we mention it over the course of the season. No, so I I think we should keep moving just to make this episode not three hours. So the, the only other thing I I wanted to say is I know that this isn't a likely possibility. I don't even think it's in it's a possibility at all. But man, how good would it be? if this local group, this local tribe chief, whatever it is, like the show came them was like, Hey, we want to film on your Island. And they made all of this up just to fuck with them. They're like, let's make them go through this whole thing. We made up right now just to fuck with them. I would, it's not a possibility, but man, would that be funny? I would enjoy it. (laughs) 
I'm all for fucking with production. Fuck with them. Especially because, like, Rory, like, they just fuck with the white people. <laughs> Rory is abstained. See, that's the part where I'm like, maybe they, I, that's the part where I'm thinking it's it's not a setup because yeah. they're like, it's ah. definitely not. It's definitely not a setup. But I, <laughs> like, there's part, like, when they drink, like, the really, the, the juice that's really, like, repugnant to them. Yes. I was like, did they just give them, like, Polynesian Malort to fuck with them? The kava. <laughs> Like, what if we tell them this is really sacred and actually it's this drink that we hate and want to just make them suffer? Again, would be pretty funny. I, I mean, let's I, let's be real. It probably is very similar. The way they described it, it sounds like Malort. Yeah. <laughs> See, have you had Malort? Unfortunately. Okay, okay, good. That's a good answer. That's a good answer in front of me. Just Jared is, for whatever reason, the the town crier for Malort. And everyone must know the the true meaning of Malort. It's true. And I hate it. I mean, it's disgusting. So, yeah. It is. Okay, anyway. <laughs> mo- moving on. I think now is a good... We've, we've done the intro. We get everyone on the boat. I think now is a good time to talk about everyone before Great. we move into the storyline. So, let us... We have a, in front of us a picture of one of the tribes. And if I scroll up here, we have the other tribe. So we have the Yasser tribe and the Lepevi tribe. We are broken down by gender lines again, because as we get into the ceremony that they're about to do, they divide them like the the uh, indigenous tribe divides them by gender. And maybe I should say sex. Divide them by sex. Yeah. yeah. Just the what is being shown here. And I'm sure, th- again, this is deeper than what I know, but... Let's go through which which would you like to tackle? See, uh, yeser or lopevi? Uh, let's do yeser. We're already here, so let's do it. All right. So this is going to be a little more difficult than I think other seasons. Is we don't spend as much time getting to know these people Agreed. as in other seasons. So we're making snap judgments on this one. Partially, I think, because of the big long ceremony in the beginning. Yes. Oh, like they literally didn't have as much time in the episode. Yeah, they spent yeah. more time showing that in the 43 minutes or whatever than where we usually would get like camp life and shelter building and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So let us start with, I'm going to go alphabetical here. Our first person, Amy Cusack, 31 from Lakewood, Colorado, a barista. And Amy Which is, one is yeah. top left. This is Amy. Amy is one been- of our two... Well, I don't. I did some research on this, so I don't know if I can say this. Never mind. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk <laughs> you through this here. If you did research on the show and this actual season, so Jared hasn't seen this. Jared knows not how this goes. So as as least spoilery as we can get. Well, I, Jared already knows this part because I was super excited about it. I know nothing about what happens in the season. It's just like attributes of these people's lives. Um, okay. Not if they like get kicked off or like anything that they do on this season. Okay. Amy yeah. is one of our two queer or two queer people on this season. Oh, really? I did not know. Yeah. That. Yeah. Amy, yes. Amy has been with her partner for three years, I think. And then the other queer person whose name I can't remember right now, uh, had been with we'll their partner for was... twenty six years. Yeah. Whoa. Did you go through and like Google each of these people and like, are they queer? Are they queer? Are they queer? Which ones are gay? Um, no, I I Googled like 
just like 2004 survivor Vanuatu like season people because I wanted to I wanted to know if any of them were queer or I wanted to know more about one of them in particular because from one of the things they said in the show but it doesn't matter we'll we'll get to her yeah it's the sheep farmer yes oh the sheep farmer Okay, okay, so impressions on Amy. Uh, and okay, so see, we, we get kind of mean in the segment because we are <laughs> judging them as... Well, they Jared, are... Jared gets kind of mean in this segment. Sure. <laughs> we, they are, they are char- we are judging them as a character in... Like, they are not their real people. They are sure. characters in a show because we only get very limited time with them, a picture, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broadly, we do, these aren't judgments on who they are as a people. That disclaimer aside. She's giving high school yearbook photo to me it's mm. like the uncomfortable smile the like uh, do i have to be here i don't remember her at all in the actual episode okay well, sh- <laughs> she's 31 so she's definitely past the point of I've, i would feel like she's comfortable in her body at this point well I, in 2000 there are plenty of 31 year olds not comfortable in their body Stephen. <laughs> um, right, fair enough fair and enough. hey in 2004 31 year olds are playing high schoolers all the time on in tv and movies so there you go they still are they still are Okay. So you do you any thoughts or impressions on Amy? Um, I don't know. It's just giving kind of like, ho- like, just like wholesome, everyday human when I look at her. I don't know. Like, I don't, nothing's like, whoa. The every girl. Sure. I will say my, my overall impressions on the cast, like the first look, I was like, there's very few people that stick out to me. I'm a little worried about this season. <laughs> worried why? It feels like they're just trying to do Amazon again. See, Amazon's the other uh, men versus women season. Uh. And I did not get the charisma off of these people that we got from the Amazon cast. And without that, and it feels like Jeff is trying to push the season one way. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that at Tribal. And these people are not going in that direction. And I don't think that Jeff is going to adjust. Okay. And it's going to make for a weird season that just kind of falls flat cool then let's let's just keep moving i mean if we don't have anything more to say then move on to the next one right next to amy we have dolly neely 25 from mercer pennsylvania the sheep farmer and we we talked about this a little before we started recording see but it it did tickle my my brain that we're like ah dolly the sheep farmer yeah 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 um that is funny no okay i don't know if there are two sheep farmers but dolly is not queer dolly is or noted like noted as queer uh in the lookup that i i did yeah Jared, she, you isn't she the one that loves gods or, god uh, and guns yeah she's yeah, like a guns. member of the nra um she's giving um zoe 101 core to me right now it's, it's um, the the pigtails on it's the, the side. Pigtail. She honestly yeah. looks kind of like Jamie Lynn Spears in Zoe One Hundred One. Oh, um, so yeah. that's it's. She's very young, two thousand four. Uh, but like I'm twenty six. She does not look twenty five to me. But like also I I I don't know, you know. But she <laughs> looks that that looks like hopes. a Disney Channel headshot to me. Um, yes, it sure does. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for her on this season. I don't, I don't, I don't think the type of person that puts in their biography that they love God and guns does is will be great at emotional intelligence or navigating the social intricacies of Survivor. But we'll find out. <laughs> you sure will. Okay, then. Lucky for us, this website that I found is all in alphabetical order, and it makes it super easy. 
So we're moving on to Eliza Orleans, 21, from Syracuse, New York, a pre-law student. Ooh. So Eliza, two things. Is she right next to Dolly? Yes. Yeah? Oh, okay, okay. Actually, see, I'll let you go first. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have a strong, you, you, you seem to have a strong thing to say. So stay your strong I, thing. I do. So I remember <laughs> Eliza from being a kid, but not anything about her. I just remember like, it, it's similar to Heidi when we, when we watched Amazon, where it's like, oh wait, young Jared had a crush on this person. Mm. Um, Cause I was like, that's a face I remember. And like, I was like 11 or whatever, um, 10. And maybe she comes back. Maybe it was a later season. I don't know. Boy, is she annoying. <laughs> why she cannot shut the fuck up like you're you are on day three you are in a social game you why are you why are you bossing people around is she the one that one of the two older women was like less talk more do like ugh. yes yeah okay yep and that like wow young jared like young kids don't have taste kids don't know what is good because i was like i remember thinking like She's cute and she's like the she's like the good person. And I'm like now I'm watching I'm like, oh, she's annoying as hell. Like I agree, I remember agreeing with what she now, said. Now hold on. You think that a 21-year-old law student, someone training to be a lawyer, needs to not talk as much. Cor- also, correct. 21-year-olds are literally nature. insufferable by yeah, they're by their nature. Like <laughs> you have to be being insufferable at 21 is like a developmentally appropriate attribute. Correct. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your frontal lobe is not developed. Now is a good time for us to mention that, C, we give a blanket statement to anyone who wants to come on and defend their honor, uh, talk <laughs> us about all these things we got wrong. Please message us, our email, survivortbt at gmail.com. Do that. We had someone take us up on our offer, and it was pretty great. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Anything else we want to say about Eliza? Nope. Nope. I, I think she'll go pretty far because she gets a lot of, or at least she'll be controversial if she goes off early because she gets a lot of the spotlight in this episode. Oh, sure. Okay, then moving on to Julie Berry. Julie Berry from Gorham, Maine is a youth mentor in 23 in, in her bandana going on there. I remember nothing about her. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel um, like that's gonna be the case for a lot of these people today no i i feel she's giving the person who didn't come on survivor to play survivor but came on survivor to get noticed to slingshot that into acting we've seen that with a few a few younger people in their like early 20s that they come on and it's i'm thinking of um since i'm going to keep comparing the season to amazon all season long um what was her name that like was just boy crazy and then alex came along and she's like i'm alive now i don't want to go home oh yes sorry i forget her name because she kind of flamed out yeah she she reminds me of her in that in that not in the way of like she's gonna be boy crazy in the way that like oh you didn't actually you're not a serious contestant on this show are you (laughs) you're here for a reason other than winning a million dollars i'm gonna find it for you i know shauna shauna yep there it is yeah. Okay. So you think she's going to go the Shauna route of there, but not really there? Yeah. It could be. I mean, this is like first impressions, but, mm-hmm. and we already see the generational divide in Saucer. We saw a little scene of like the younger in, women, in like Yasser. 
Sorry, Yasser. That looks like an S on the screen. Saucer. Saucer. I was like, mm, yeah, what's Yasser? Saucer? That must be an Amazon thing that I... Yeah, we have the Saucer tribe and the Plate tribe. I hate Steven. <laughs> <laughs> any any thoughts, C? No, I, I genuinely don't remember her at all. So. Yay. <laughs> all right, moving on to Leanne. Leanne Slabby, which is a fun no. name to say. Ugh. <laughs> it's probably Slaby, S-L-A-B-Y, uh, from... Kansasville, Wisconsin. <laughs> it is perfect that her name is Leanne. I just Leanne. want to say. Like, I don't know. She just looks like a Leanne. What is Leanne's looks occupation? Like Le- Leanne is a, an equity research assistant. That's not a real job. And 34. It does sound like one of those jobs that you you talk around and you're like, yeah, I'm an equity research assistant. Like, like a consultant? Do? No one knows you don't what worry you do. about it. Yeah. Her headshot or her, this this shot looks very much. It's giving like she should be with Fabio on a cheap romance yes. novel. Um, oh, the it keeps going like the the long headshot is just like full on like possibly romance book. It's it's the back against a rock like yeah. arch and then the side swept like wind hair. Yeah, yeah. it looks uncomfortable. Is she the one? Did we get one of the? Did one of the women say like have the Jenna route of like, oh, I wanted to manipulate dumb men? I know one of the men was like, yes, I'm on a tribe of men. They're gonna be so much easier to manipulate. But did we have? If if we did, I feel like it was her. I don't yeah. remember it, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Okay. I don't think the what I remember is people being like, we gotta show those those guys that we can do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. We also I get less that. of. of yeah, we get less of Yasser because they win the immunity challenge too. That's so, true. That's true. It, it already in an episode that had a lot of uh, a lot of time chewed up in the beginning by things that are, were difficult to sit through. They also got less screen time. Yeah. So we 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 focused on the men in the ceremony. Yeah. And then we focused on the men later in the episode because, because one of them gets voted out because they had to figure out their shit. Yeah. My favorite quote of the whole episode was one of them saying, I'm not used to being put second behind a man. And I out loud <laughs> was like, Pah! like, and I was like, in 2004, you're not used to being put second behind a man. Like what? I was like, what? This, this might've been her actually. That, I can't remember be. who it was, but I was like, okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> Let's let's keep her moving just for for time's sake. Moving on to Lisa Kiefer, forty four from Mandeville, Louisiana, a real estate agent. We're starting our next row. Yeah, yeah, yep. Do we have five five younger women and three quote unquote older women? Like, do we have three four five women in their twenties and three like over forty? It de- uh, okay. I was gonna say it depends on where you draw the line because we have people in like their early 30s okay and we have a few over we have three over 40. okay i only asked because survivors teasing the like oh the older the the quote-unquote older women are working and the younger women aren't and that's going to be a point of tension mm-hmm. um yeah i don't really remember anything about this lady okay i don't know she looks like she'd try to start a pyramid scheme <laughs> Jared. What are you talking like MLM yeah, scheme? Yeah, like yeah. she uh, sold Avon, let's be honest. I was gonna I don't go know with she'd start it. 
but you're she'd right. Be a she'd part fall for it. it. Yeah, she might be on the bottom rung of like an Avon racket, or at least like the third rung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's I don't not know, making that money back. I don't know how many rungs these go. Like four. <laughs> is four like the bottom? Is is four the individual sellers? Yeah. No, somebody did the math and like for the pyramid screen structure, like the the most it can do before it gets to people that won't make their money back, I think is four. Okay. Like four people down. <laughs> I I just I couldn't do it. I would drive myself nuts. Uh, moving on to Mia Gal. Okay, this is going to be a struggle here. This is our our Boston Mia Galeo Talanza. Nailed it. G A L E O T A L A N Z A. Well, I'm sure you got it right. I doubt it. She's got a heavy Boston accent. Yeah, Boston dialect. It's fun. We we love a Boston dialect in this show. I hope she's I hope she's discovered her bisexuality by now. That's all I'll have to say about Mia. <laughs> ah. She looks a lot like first season. Uh Greg's the the girl that hung out with Greg. Man, you're pulling from the archives here, Jared. That's our job, Steven. <laughs> okay. Keep keep talking. I'm gonna find who you're talking about. No, I that's kind of the end of it. She kind of looks like her. She I don't think she's gonna take up like any leadership position in the tribe. I'm uh, she could very well be if not for the one I guessed um, before after Eliza, um, she could be the one that's like the floater, the Shauna, the person that's kind of not doesn't really have their full heart in the game. You're talking Colleen. Yeah, Colleen. OK, there it is. Yeah. I was like, who who would you be talking about? That makes sense. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Fun fact for the for the people at home, uh, Colleen is my birth name, and so every time I hear that name, I, I get a oh. little like jump scare because I, I don't <laughs> hear that name that often. Um, I never, I never knew that because I obviously yeah. I never, I don't, I never was going to ask you. Like it doesn't matter to me, but that's interesting. Okay, cool. It's just Honestly, funny. you could have you could have told me your name was C from the beginning, and I would have been like, yeah, sure. <laughs> It seems like a, a reasonable name to me, so I don't know. Uh, Mia anyway. is 29 and a bookkeeper. What does that mean? Oh, is that like an accountant? I think so, unless this is like a nice way to say... Librarian? Like, I was going to say like a bookie, like a oh. someone who controls... You know oh, what? I went Medicaid. full like Beauty She's and the bookie. Beast bookshop. Uh, worker. Oh. That's where I. No, I, I want. Her, I know that's I want not her to be a meant. fucking bookie. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, closeted bisexual woman with a heavy Boston <laughs> accent that is a bookie. Sign a bisexual Boston up. bookie. Yeah. By- <laughs> Dra- dragging around a crowbar for people who don't pay their debts. Oh, oh man, God. that's somebody who knows how to make alliances right there. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Moving on to Scout. Scout Cloud Lee, 59 from Stillwater, Oklahoma, a rancher. That is not her real That's name. our other gay one. That's our other gay one, I believe. Oh, oh, yes. Yep. This is somebody who's been through witness protection. <laughs> oh my God, Jared. Jesus Christ, you are mean. <laughs> <laughs> Scout Scout Cloud Lee is too cool of a name to be born with. That that is a name that was that she chose or like. It's it's too cool. Scout does seem like the kind of person who was like super chill in the seventies, 
and like took on a new persona and just the, I am Scout now. Yeah. I do. I, I, I want her to be the queer elder uh, that I want. I am slightly worried that she like went to like Mishfest and like was very like lesbian separatist transphobic. I'm, I'm concerned about her history, uh, but I'm going to choose to not know. That's, because that's... I want her to be <laughs> queer grandma. I, I feel like if you if way. you are a queer person that decided to live in Oklahoma through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you've got to be pretty fucking chill. Oh, you'd be surprised, Jared. The world is full of turfs. I know. Oh, yeah, they're trying. everywhere. Also, she's on a ranch. She well, maybe yeah. was like, I want to go where there's nobody else, which also, mood. Uh, mood. Not that I want a ranch. I just, people frighten me. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> I want to be where the people aren't. Correct. Uh, yes. How do we feel about Scout? I guess we've we've kind of been talking. No, I love about her. That. The vibes are immaculate. Okay. Is Scout the one who was like doing the heavy lifting and was like, "No breaks, let's go"? Or was no, that the one next no, to that's her? That's our next one. That's, that's our, our next, next one? one. Okay, cool. Scout's the one. Like, I have a fake knee, and hopefully, people don't catch on to that because I can't move too fast. Oh boy, do we have a surprise for her once she gets <laughs> to meet the other tribe? <laughs> That's <laughs> she's gonna be. She's gonna be like, guys, I have something to confess. I have a fake knee, and others be like, bitch, you thought take <laughs> off his whole leg? <laughs> Just a knee. Got him. And then finally, Twyla, Twyla Tanner, 41, Ugh. from Marshall, Missouri, a highway repair worker. If I had a nickel for every highway repair worker on this season, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it is weird that there's two. We have a second one? On the guy's tribe. I don't remember that, but I mean, construction worker usually falls in that category. No, it's like specifically like a highway worker. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. All right. We'll get to that. That's wild. Yep. No, she seems like a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You think like disaster in like socially? Yes. I would not. I, we have talked before that like rest is important. You cannot, and we don't see everything that's going on in the tribe, but you can't just berate people for taking breaks. Why not, Jared? Because as we learned from Survivor Outback Island, you'll pass out and get medevaced. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Survivor Outback Island? Yeah, that one. What did I say? Survivor Outback Island. Yeah, isn't that what it's called? No. Oh, okay. Survivor Australian Outback? Sure. Whatever. That stupid game we played for a bonus episode. Oh, the yes. The <laughs> Castaway Island. That's what it is. Yes. Outback Island seems a little bit of an oxymoron. That's fair. You cannot berate people for taking breaks. And like, if the gender divide in the tribe isn't, like, if it doesn't put 4-4, she's the first one going home on her tribe. But she's got a cowboy hat. Yeah. Everyone who has come into this game with a cowboy hat has done really well. Some of them have. <laughs> Colby did. <laughs> See, what do you think about... I forgot her name already. Twi uh, Twyla. 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 Yeah. Twyla's... I, I worry about how deep capitalism's uh, internal claws are into Twyla with her, her mm. work ethic there. But, you know, I, she seems a little scary, but, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. She seems a little frightening in that way. Like, she's one of those people who's like, go, 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 and is, like, really nice, but you're like, oh, my gosh, like, you really got to chill. And, I, yeah, I don't know much about the social dynamic breakdowns uh, that typically go on on Survivor, so. Yeah, I, I feel like Survivor casting finds two to four people for every season that are like, 
oh, they're they're just fodder. Like <laughs> they they cannot get along with people. They have a hard time working <laughs> with the team. They are out of touch with reality. Get them out there. And actually, I think Big Tom was supposed to be that to a certain extent, and then they got surprised. But uh, yeah, she seems like that. Like Sur- the BB. Every she's like the BB of her season. Yeah, at this time, Survivor is good about pulling from various socioeconomic classes and different areas of the country. What they're not good at, very clearly looking at this, these two <laughs> tribes, is diversity. Yeah, there's only one person of color on this yeah, entire season. This is the worst we've seen so yep. far by a wide margin. Yep. Unfortunately. I can't believe it got worse. I thought that casting like cause see in pre- every previous season has had at least one if they're literally just filling a quota one man of color one woman of color okay this is the first time they've been ah, we'll just ah, just we'll just have one one man of color it's fine, it's fine. there's our guy that's i mean there might be white passing people of color right or like white coated people of color uh there is that that's true i don't know if they were thinking that uh, right. I'm thinking that way in 2005. I'm not giving Correct. them the benefit of that. Yeah, doubt. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is also, I mean, yeah, it, it is also, I was thinking that too, just about like um the wider lens of like looking at something in 2004 with like 2023 knowledge and social norms. They're always going to fail <laughs> um, <Yep>. with, the, <laughs> yep. the, with that view, which makes it fun to look at and shit on, but is um something that I think is interesting. So let's move on to the Lepevi tribe. The again, we'll just go right in order here. Move it starting with Brady Finta, 33 from Huntington Beach, California, an FBI agent. Yeah. Oh okay, my god, so- him. Fucking A cab, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, he he does climb a greased pig stick real well. He he, he does do that. That was that Brady was genuinely man. impressive. Brady is <laughs> the- man. <laughs> But what I, I appreciate about that moment is that he takes he takes in what the other person does. Yes. And he could have just been like, I got this and tried to shimmy his way up. But he's like, no, I see. I saw that he the the person who did it first, like rubbed sand up and down your body. Like, OK, good. He's learning. He approached it with curiosity and respect. I don't like that. He's a cop. <laughs> but also I, just looking at the guy's tribe holy shit this is a checkerboard of jobbers like there is not a star amongst them and maybe one will emerge but they all just kind of seem like a group of dads that should be barbecuing like i don't know what we're doing here (laughs) except for the child on the far right he should not be a dad well that's true i did forget about him he looks like he's 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 at the barbecue teenager Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> He's invited to the barbecue. He does kind of look like he would be a Ken in the Barbie movie. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, FBI agent. Yeah, he seems like the smartest one in his tribe. What do you think, C? He doesn't know how to smile. He looks like his name is Brady, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's like... Mm. Is that a qualification for the name Brady? You don't know how to smile? Uh, No, I just like... The name Brady doesn't feel good in my body um and he mm. he uh, he looks he looks like a brady cool uh for my brother <laughs> listening to this podcast <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> i i i didn't have a way to warn you i'm Setting so sorry up, see moving on to brooke, brooke i'm so Garrity. sorry 
No, we don't <laughs> apologize here. We move forward. Moving on to Brooke, who is 27 from Winthrop, Massachusetts, oh. a document manager. Okay, so that's a guy whose ah! job got destroyed by Excel. That's yes, we mentioned that. We talked about. We talked so about this is the guy who goes home, manager. right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. What the fuck is their thought process? Like, okay, Brooke did justice for my man Brooke. He didn't seem to do anything wrong. They literally are like, it might be day three, but you're really strong and we're worried about the merge. What the fuck are you doing? Hey, this is the, f I, I want to say this is one of the first times that we're coming together and like straight up strategy from the get go. We're like, hey, these people want to be on my side. I could be a huge target here. Let's take out this random jobber for funsies. They'll take out the strongest, hardest working guy on your tribe. Cool. Great. Poor Brooke. He got shit on for no reason. The, the show tried to show, like, usually, so see, usually when somebody goes home as the first boot, the, there's there's some reason. There's a fight. There's, like, e even if it's just like, oh, this person's annoying, and, like, people are, like, talking about the fact that they're annoying. Say it, Jared. Say it. What? Our best friend, the one who got sent home first, and the, his reason for getting sent home. Oh, Yes his because he could control his holes there's an infamous guy at least infamous to us that we we love him from season four named peter he has who gained the, mastery of all of his holes he talked about how you have seven holes and you can actually he could control all of them to like not let bad vibes in i think um it was a wild experience so like those are the types of people that usually go home first instead this tribe went Nah, let's just get rid of a perfectly normal dude that was pretty good at the challenge and is a hard worker in tribe in the tribe in tribe that's my thoughts on brooke poor fucking brooke brooke we hardly knew ye the least deserving first boot that we've ever had oh okay well then moving on to chad chad crittenton 34 from oakland a teacher he should not be teaching kids <laughs> isn't chad our disabled representation oh is he okay mm -hmm. Okay, he needs to get a better headshot because he that headshot makes him look creepy and it does not look like he looked in the show. He did look much more wholesome. I don't think the hat is helping him in this headshot. He looks more wholesome I, in the show. I've never been a fan of the bucket hats. The bucket yeah. hats don't really do anybody a favor. Well, and that's okay. not even like bucket hat. That's like the like safari adjacent, oh, like yeah, yeah, has yeah. the adjustable strap one, like good sun protection, which he is bald, so he's smart on that one. But... I was like, okay, disabled representation, like that—that's that, mm -hmm. pretty big for two thousand four. Like, mm -hmm. there you go. But what I thought was like, they just the way they like panned to people to show their reactions to his prosthetic uh, was like, I was like, it's not that crazy, you guys. Like they were like, <gasps> and I was like, he's fine. Like, do you think what? production talked him into that? Like, make it a big reveal uh maybe i think jared tell I, say your thing though that you you your plan yes I, yes i will <laughs> um so two things uh yeah yes maybe i it seems like he 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 brought it up very normally mm -hmm. and other people were kind of like weird about it but i don't think it, he, he wasn't that dramatic like he could have been more dramatic about it and i'll explain how in a minute <laughs> how I would have done it personally. The other thing to consider though, see is like with people's reactions, this is a, a very, very physical game and nothing yeah. like this has happened before. So like 
like if that happened to me, like if somebody brought that, like show that to me, I'd be I'd be a little concerned for them right away because I'd be like, I don't know what this entails. Like, are, that's true. Are, yeah, your, are you going to hold up for thirty nine days? Yeah, um, that's that's see, true. It, if I had a prosthetic, I would be much more dramatic about it. I would go find like a giant tree or something and like <laughs> lay under it and pretend like a tree fell and like crunched my leg and it was bending the wrong way and be like, guys, help. And I'd probably be voted off first. Yeah, you'd probably be sent home immediately. Yeah, but it'd be funny. I'd do it for the bit. <laughs> Nothing Jared won't do for the bit. So true. Moving on to <laughs> rock legend Chris Daughtry, 33. <laughs> From South Vienna, Ohio. I'm kidding. He's a highway construction worker. This guy He's is not afraid who... to say the N-word. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Jared. Jared. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. Look at him and tell me I'm wrong. I, I'm i not addressing that comment. Um, He is the Good one call. who Let's... couldn't... Who could who didn't finish the the crawling across or like getting across the um yeah he couldn't get across a balance beam for to save his life you mean the guy who should have gone home (laughs) did that yes true what was crazy is during like also the what is the host's name jeff 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 he was like yeah you know chris the failure the worst like like the way he was putting it like he was like i was like oh my god jeff like jesus (laughs) isn't it wild that in the two seasons we've had this split like this particular twist both have come down to a balance beam neither person who failed on the balance beam got sent home and they're the only two seasons with people with disabilities on them oh you're right yep i didn't even think about that they're literally just trying to do amazon again because it got good ratings like wait let's just do that again yeah take two we're out of ideas (laughs) (laughs) okay moving on to Child John actor Kennedy. prodigy. That is an that is an extra in the High School Musical movie. You uh, cannot tell me that is a real Survivor contestant. Hold on, um, but look, I need to read the name or the age and occupation. Twenty two, mechanical bull operator slash model. No! Slash what? I didn't see the slash model. Model. <gasps> I'm a bull rider slash model idiot. <laughs> mechanical bull operator. Not rider. Yes, correct. <laughs> no, I uh this could be the the guy who's not here for the right reasons. The guy who's not here to necessarily win. Just to boost his image as a model. Sure. We'll see. There are four people on this season who, at least in their headshots and aesthetics, are really two thousand four. And he is one of the two men. Like we saw those two women that I mentioned, and then he is one of the two men and the next man is also one of those. He looks so 2004. Mm. He does. He really does. Yeah. I don't really have much except that he, like I, he didn't really stick out to me this episode. Put was, him on Disney channel. He, yeah. I mean, he literally, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to John Palyak, 31 from LA, a sales manager. He Look looks at that like necklace. 2004. Seinfeld. Yeah, (laughs) he looks like if Jerry Seinfeld and Ray Romano had a child from Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, I I I know who you're talking about. Do do I see what you're saying? Not necessarily, but I'm gonna let you roll with that. All right. He does. I actually think he looks more like Charlie Sheen. Oh, I could see that. Ray Romano and Charlie Sheen. 
Jared, you, Charlie Sheen, and I share a birthday. Oh, interesting. Wow. I knew you and I did. Didn't know Charlie <laughs> Sheen's birthday offhand. I learned that in elementary school when we had to like learn how to use the internet and do a little um, research project about our birthday. And I was really upset that like only Charlie Sheen <laughs> shared well, my birthday as a famous person. <laughs> well, that's why we just have to make you famous. I don't really care to be famous. It seems like a lot of work, but it does. Sure, it really it? does. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have much on this guy. Okay. He, he kind of, he was not Besides one of the standout people in this tribe. He is yeah. 2004. Moving yeah. on to Lee Master. Sergeant. Columbia, South Carolina. Drill Sergeant. Yeah. Head empty. No thoughts. This, this man is like a bulldog of a human. He's just big and dumb. I mean, he's, <laughs> oh man he i don't think he's dumb i think he's he's intelligent he just has that drill sergeant mentality yeah. of like i say what i think and you guys are just gonna deal with it that'll go well well even the way he but the way he talked to in his like cutaway interview like he was like and all the guys were coming up to me and they were like hey sarge like what are we gonna do and like like he like he yeah he was really playing into that too do you he see reminds it? me vaguely of my swim coach from from <laughs> high school who was an ex-marine. So oh, wow. um yeah. His head is a diamond. His head is a diamond. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I feel like you could hit him with a chair and he wouldn't feel it. <laughs> dude's dude's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, he could absolutely I mean, crush us. Yeah, for sure. I'm dead if he steps on me, for sure. I'm <laughs> Moving on to Rory Freeman, 35 from Des Moines, a housing case manager. I don't know what that means, but I think we're going to like managers Rory. are really cool. They usually work for um, nonprofits and they help people who are hmm. uh, under-resourced find affordable oh, yeah. housing. Love that. Yeah. I, I think I'm really going to like Rory. I don't know that Rory is long for this show based on the next time on, but uh, where he's getting in a fight with somebody, that's never a great sign. But Rory seems pretty chill. I also really love that he was he was loving the moment of like, oh, they're like pointing spears at all the white people, but I just get to sit here and like laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the self-awareness in that moment. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Would you have any thoughts, C? No, I'm already thinking about the next guy. <laughs> then let's talk about him. Travis Sampson, 33, from Johnson City, Tennessee. Johnson City, Tennessee. Tennessee. He is a... Security officer. Mm. Why is he doing a duck face? He looks like the meme that's going around of that guy, like the with the hand <laughs> in his pants. That's what I was thinking, or like the hand in his pocket, yes! like being like, of... like that. That's what he looks like. Of the King of Queens, yes, the star of the King of Queens, <laughs> whose name whose name I forgot. Yeah, um, star. That's what he Paul looks Blart, like. In Mall cop. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he is. Paul Wait, Blart. what is his name again? I don't know. Uh, the, who's the, what's the good has his name, Stephen? Tra this is Travis. Travis. Paul Blart is no. Kevin I know who James. Paul Blart. Kevin James. Oh, okay. Okay. This is a guy that when he walks into a bar, everyone covers their drinks. You know. <sighs> oh, oh, my God, Jared. Jared, never one to mince words. <laughs> never one to get us a guest in the future. Listen, it's first impressions, and people have everyone who's listening who's seen the season gets to go, yeah, that tracks, or gets to go, wow, that's a, that, what that the fuck? poorly. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. My favorite thing, see, when that Jared does is when he's like, I like this person. This is my favorite person. They seem super cool. And then they turn out to be a horrible human <laughs> and it plays out over the season. Yeah. Or the reverse where you're like, I hate this person and we have to come back around and they're like, I really respect this human. I, I don't mind being wrong. Kathy was the best example Kathy's of that a one. a good one. Yeah. All of Thailand is an example of me being all like, of- I like these people. And then they were all terrible. Yeah. Vibe tribe. Vibe tribe. Rest in peace. Jer- anytime Jared says vibe tribe, it usually means that they're going to be screaming at each other and at each other's throats. Yeah, that is. Here. I am two for two on that. Correct. Huh. Okay. So I'm going to do a quick recap of the episode. Yes. But while we have this here, do you want to make your winner picks? Oh, shit. See, I don't know how much research you did, but you can play this game, too. If, I don't as know. Long I as don't you... know who, like, got voted. I literally just read the little descriptors. And also the descriptor thing that I read was, like, how many of these girls are going to – how many of the guys are going to want to fuck the girls? Like, that was, like, the vibe. And I was like mm. – We're going to talk about that. And then the gay yeah. ones, it was like – Sucks for them. They won't be able to do that. Shucks. And I was like, wow. Um. It's this show has aged not well. Yeah. Also, in some moments, I'm like, huh, it was weirdly progressive. Yeah. I, yeah. That they had two queer people on this. Yeah. Okay, Jared, do you want to take a swing for your winner here? You can pick one from each side. Yeah, I'm going to pick one from each side. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the FBI agent for Lepevi. Okay. <sighs> I just think he's... I know. I don't like it, but it's. I think he's really smart. I know who I want to win on Yasser, but uh, I don't think she's going to, which would be our uh, older lesbian that is... Uh, <laughs> Scout? Scout, yes, thank you. I could not remember her name. Oh, jeez. We just spent such little time with the women. Yeah. This is why I'm making you do this now, because you really cannot win here. I'm going to say Amy, which is weird. I picked the first one from both squares. Yeah, but, it's weird. Um, yeah, so Brady and Amy. Yeah, are my two guesses. All right. I have a feeling when we hit the merge, both like it will be very different. Okay. All right. Then we'll get back to that. Let's briefly run through the episode, because we've already been on this for a while. So... Like you said, we were on a boat. Suddenly, all of the indigenous people just come rushing at them in boats. And honestly, everyone is scared. And I think that's good. They should be more scared. <laughs> and like you said, it's they're trying to ingrain them, like give them a taste of the culture. But also they said that this was... They did it in a way that they, they wanted it to be almost like... a a right of you have to do this otherwise you are not granted access to this land if you don't do this then so be it then these people won't let you be here and we won't let you be here yeah which i appreciate yeah we talked about the poll we talked about the men drinking the kava we talked about separating the women and the men and then let's talk about the fact that they were sent to their camps in the middle of the night yeah that was part of the evidence for oh the the people that live on this island made production do all of it mm-hmm. because I that does not feel like it was planned. That feels like it was like cool. We'll have a short little like intro, and then you know they'll do they'll do a ceremony that we didn't listen to what they told us it was going to be very well, and then you know we'll get them out of here before the sun has gone down. Oh shit, we're still going. <laughs> well, guess you got to go find your camp in the dark. 
that's not really something that Survivor wants to do, and I can't um, I can't remember a time that they do it again. So I was going to ask if they'd done it before. No, no, no. You're you're in a new land in a new country. Like you don't know this area. Try to find this thing that you're supposed to find, dude. He didn't even give them maps. Nah, it was just go in that direction until you find your flag. Which is why I'm like, maybe it was planned, because... I also wouldn't be surprised if camera or production was helping them a little bit. Sure. Because I I don't know what your odds of finding your flag in the dark on an island you don't know far away with only a direction to go is, but I know it's not very high. Fair. Okay. So, yeah, we, we go, we search... And Scout's, like, falling over, and part of the lady's just like, let's just hang out and wait here until morning. Not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, but you need everyone on board for this one. Yes. And clearly they were not, not everyone was on board. Correct. <laughs> the, it's a lot of the younger women, right? That are, And this is where we get the first little inklings of the generational divide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And both both groups do eventually find their flag and get there for the night but it does take a while it it takes some searching and then we wake up and we do shelter building and once again we have generational divides and we have people saying ah i'm taking charge we're gonna work till this is done and other people being like hey we can take breaks did that happen on the men's tribe too because i i only really saw it it happened it happened less so on on the last but they they did have that moment of, ah, this person is trying to take charge and this person's trying to take charge and I don't like that. <laughs> Rory and our drill instructor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to like watching Rory. I don't know that I would have like having been on an island with Rory. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Twyla also tries to take charge and rubbing some people the wrong way. I wrote down that Twyla's an icon. <laughs> a, a disastrous icon. To the point that Eliza's like, hey, Twyla's continuous work is making us look bad. Oh, it's not bad for us to take reasonable breaks. Yes, yeah, I remember that. As they're hanging out in, like, the beach and <laughs> looking back like, are they working? Why are they working? It's a very lawyer way to put it, too. Reasonable breaks. Yeah. It did seem like something that was written into some a contract somewhere. She, Eliza gets a lot of screen time in this episode. Yeah. Eliza is also the hottest one, so that does not surprise me at all. And being a law student, probably very articulate, like is really good at talking to the camera. So I don't know. I think we you're can giving read 2004 way too much credit. I think it's because she's hot. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, you're also I'll, right. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, what I'm trying to say is that usually within these early episodes, you get a lot from people that are good at talking, and and then also people that are hot. And Eliza ends up getting both of those slots because mm. she's hot and good at talking. Is that an advantage or a disadvantage to her in this game? I guess we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to punt that one. Well, until it, it's because, because we didn't really get it with her tribe. She only really talked to us. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it depends if she's, if she treats her tribe and like, like she, talks to us about how she wants to treat her tribe no it is a very much disadvantage <laughs> if she can vent to us and then kind of keep it subdued with the rest of her tribe it could work okay 
I yeah, think her hotness so, will serve her well if they merge. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And they will eventually, but she's got to make it there. All right. So we're moving on. Let's move to the immunity challenge. So we are doing a a multi-stage challenge for this first challenge, and it is a mud crawl, a box maze, a balance beam, build a fire, and then cross the finish line, light a walk for whatever reason. We love fire, t- taking that into the first challenge. Yeah. I like this challenge. Yeah? I feel like the challenges are getting a lot more structured than they used to be. Have we figured it out, Jared? I think so. Yes. I think now comes, they've kind of figured out what works, and now they're going to experiment and with things that don't work and more things that work, if that makes sense. Yeah. See, from someone who hasn't really seen Survivor, how does this look from the outside? Um... Well, the is this thing you were... is this an enjoyable? Po- sorry, I'm gonna sorry to cut you off. Is this no, no, no. an enjoyable part? Is this a uh, is, is this like ah, this is just structure to the game, or did you like? Is this your favorite part? Not your favorite part? Now that I've thrown a million questions at you, I enjoyed this part. I think I think it's interesting to like see. I think for me, I'd want to see more episodes to like really like be able to form a more um, cohesive opinion on this. But like, I think for me, it gives me the best in action information as to like how these people are as like teammates, you know? Yeah. Um, And so like, like when what's his face, Chris like couldn't do it. And like, they were like really deeply frustrated with him and they seem to have kind of like given up on him or a little, I was like, no, like you're being a shitty teammate. Like you need, like you should be encouraging, you know? Um, and that, like when I was watching people do the box maze and they were like struggling with, and I saw some people like peering behind, I was like, why aren't you helping? Like what's going on? Like, how did that get to set? Like, so I think that's an interesting thing to like, and as it'll go on to, to like see social politics and how that plays out in there. So I, I thought it was interesting. The why behind some of them is like, <laughs> what, 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 what was that? <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I I liked it. All right, Jared, how did you feel about this challenge? Oh, you already told yeah, me you liked yeah. it. Cool. Then I'll just like quick run it down. It seemed like the men were running away with it from the first couple steps. Oh, go on. I will say, people doing the balance beam shirtless on their stomach. Ouch. Oh God, that yeah. looks so painful. Yeah, that does not. I can't imagine that feels too good. Yeah. Uh, it's like floor burn, but like isolated to a single line across your stomach. A happy trail of floor burn. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah. So men kind of get ahead here. And then the, <laughs> the women are falling behind at the point. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Scout where they have to like go and pull her out of the mud. Yeah. Where yeah. The, Jeff's like, go, go get her. It was really funny. And then Chris can't cross the balance beam, so the ladies run away with it. So yeah, then the challenge is over, and we watch Chris fall off a balance beam 17 times. Yeah, he got close once, and then he just stopped trying. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I, and I agree with what you're saying, see, like, you know, they're not being good teammates, not picking up. But also, Chris kind of sucks. <laughs> Chris should have gone home. Do you think he's going to run in a majority now, or do you think, like, he's next... I have no idea because this this has happened now with both both this and Amazon where like the tribal lines for the men aren't very obvious. 
like the they it's it's unclear who's like who's even talked to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't help when they're all the whole tribe is just dads at a barbecue <laughs> that probably like it's like king of the hill. They're just sitting on the fence with a beer, going yup yep yep, and thing, like thing aren't no actually didn't. discussing the game hardly at all, except for oh, let's get rid of the guy who's a threat. Let's get rid of the big guy. All right, cool. Yeah. So I I don't know. I wouldn't want to live with Chris or hang out with Chris. So I think he's probably going to go home next. <laughs> All right. So ladies win. They have a fun little cheer afterward. <laughs> Fire and water and immunity. Just like rubbing it in the guy's face. Yeah. It was not the most cohesive of cheer or most interesting of cheer, but it was a cheer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jeff really bringing it home. Chris, you certainly gave everything you had. Did he? Jeff just hates Chris too. Jeff's just kind of a dick. Yeah, he's yeah. a dick. That's like also, his I'm sorry role if in the show. you hear the weird little noises, my cat's feeders are going off. So that's ah, uh, running around screaming at ah, food, 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 food. That's every cat that has ever been in that experience, or dog for that matter. True. If you, if you have an automatic dog feeder, that is insane. <laughs> yeah. So then the guys kind of have to figure it out, and everyone's trying to it's like it's a slam dunk right it's chris yeah and then suddenly it's not these these guys are all just ken explain they're just ken <laughs> just ken anywhere they're, else they're you just, need a tent i'd be a tent okay just ken. <laughs> yeah i did like i don't remember what context it was I, I know what context it was i don't remember who said about who it was somebody about saying about rory like he's on his own sheet music like, we're all playing together, and he's on his own sheet music. And I was like, I kind of like that phrase. Yeah. That's a nifty phrase. Yeah. And I think these guys and the audience haven't learned enough to be like, ah, yes, this is the dynamic. This is the reason why this person should go home. Yeah. They're making snap judgments. This is why we see Brady go home, because they're like, it's got to be somebody. No, Brooke, you mean? Yes, Brooke. Sorry. <laughs> Wrong B name. Yeah. So let's talk about tribal real quick. Okay. So first of all, why are there so many skulls? Like, why is that yeah. what we've leaned into? Why have we leaned into... Exoticism, savagery. Also, if you want to yeah. continue the cannibalism thing without talking about cannibalism, yeah. having exactly. skulls around is a good idea. Like You're exactly right, C. Yeah. We said the word cannibalism once, and then we're like, ah, yes, there it is. Yep, I so that's... Also, great. Jared and I talked about like the, the um, immunity. Like I was like, is that mm. an actual god? Is that... like? Were they just like, yeah, this will work? Like, wh- yeah, the the immunity idol. We we kind of strayed away from the indigenous imagery for a while, and then suddenly we've skid right back into yes, it. Yes, yes. Well, considering that this is just Amazon two, and Amazon's was literally blackface. You're right. This one is about better. That. It's better, but not by much. No, it's a it's a low fucking bar. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I kind of skipped past it because, yes, I didn't like it either. I forgot. I didn't get really get a good look at it. Yeah, we'll we'll get more good looks at it, but it's not as tasteless as some of these other ones have been, but it's not great. Okay, so yes, and we'll talk about that more when I... I'll pay attention to it more next episode. So Tribal. Mm-hmm. Is this the hardest you, we've seen Jeff go after somebody at Tribal? That isn't in a way of like, making fun of them or like egging them on or even like despising them a little bit. Like Jeff is basically just straight up like, Hey, so Chris, you're going home. 
Cer- hey, hey, everyone else, why, why? So tell me why Chris is going home. Certainly for the first tribal council. Absolutely. It's insane. He just, there's pushing somebody under the bus. Jeff fucking tied him to the road and just ran the bus over him like six or seven times. I, I imagine he must have known what was going to happen because they, they did play into it a little too hard. Like, stop it. He's already dead. He's already dead. The other one is, again, trying to recreate Amazon. He jumps. It, it, it happened very organically in Amazon where it was like a little gross. But like those guys were horny on Maine. Yes. The, they got to tribal and they were like, uh-huh, I, oh, I can't wait till we get to merge with the women and I want to talk to women. And like it was weird and a little uncomfortable, but at least it was organic. Mm-hmm. Now Jeff has just walked into a locker room of dads, <laughs> barbecue dads being like, Hey, those girls over there are pretty hot, huh? And they're all like, um, Jeff, I'm here to play a game. Yeah, Jeff, I want to win a million dollars. Shut up. And Jeff won't stop. He just keeps going until eventually they're like, yeah, women are hot. Jeff is a man of structure and consistency. This thing that worked for him before in this scenario that they have already done before is obviously the thing that he's going to try again. And he is striking out pitch after pitch after pitch. Yep. And I think it's for the best. Because I agree. if he gets what he wanted, he will continue to push that narrative. I'm not convinced he's going to stop anyway. But we'll see. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Any other thoughts before we, we end this? See? I did a lot of talking. Yeah. See, did you have any thoughts on Tribal? No, not. I just was kind of like, I just felt bad for, for Chris. I know you're like, Chris sucks. But like, damn, that's got, that's got hurt a little. Like, And then you're staying. Oh, yeah. And then you're mm-hmm. like, all these, oh, wow, like, all these fuckers are just mean to me. I don't know. I'm just a sensitive <laughs> little bitch. I wouldn't do well on Survivor. I'll put it, I'll, put, I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> Survivor, casting right now. See, you could be on Survivor. No, thank you. <laughs> I think you do better Survi- in Survivor. I don't think Survivor is ready for for top surgery scars. I I will say that. I, I, don't, I actually... I don't, Yes, they are. Now they are. They are. They are now. They are now. Survivor. Okay. Period. I encourage you to take a look at modern Survivor. Anything (laughs) post 40 is going to be. Jesus Christ. There's too many seasons. I know. (laughs) We have transitioned into millennials are the the biggest fan base of this show. So Mm, so there's a lot of millennials and they're much better about diversity and inclusivity on this one without giving a whole lot away there's there's a lot of more interesting people and more relatable people yeah i think it's 42 which is one of the rare one of the seasons i've seen that like one people goes pretty far is a trans man with a pregnant husband back home oh wow that's super cool but 2004 now 2004 survivor would not be ready for it that is true that's very accurate yeah for sure nah (laughs) <laughs> okay then i unless we have any more oh protagonist of the episode oh yeah your protagonist of the episode i guess it's chris <laughs> i mean <laughs> that like it has to be someone on the guys tribe because they get more focus because they send somebody home brooke doesn't talk at all <laughs> brooke kind of gets the in chef his in little like outro bit yeah at yeah. the very end and then what what did he say as his goodbye he it said something funny, Jared, that you and I were both like, what? 
I, I was still like, it is, I, I think I didn't write it down because I was still going on in my notes about how like, this doesn't make any sense. Why did you do this? I really liked the filming of like when they each like hold up their paper of who they wrote and then they're like, mm. put it in and like when I just, that was funny to me for some reason. No, Chris is not my protagonist of the episode. My protagonist of the episode is colonialism. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, boy. That's what the episode decided to focus on. I mean, you're not wrong. As far as Brooke goes, I don't know anything about him. He got maybe like two lines of dialogue. However, he seems like he could do perfectly well in another season. Yeah. The fact that he went home is is astonishing to me. There's There's nowhere to go except up on this one. There's... Almost every first boot we've had, I've been like, yeah, that makes sense. Or like, yeah, I think that's probably like about where they usually finish is like in the first three votes. This one, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with him. Like most tribes, he probably makes the merge because he's a good, like he's, he's big and strong and they think he will be good at the challenges. So they keep him around to win challenges. And this tribe said, nah, we don't want that. Survivor, give me a first boot seasons. You coward. You fucking cowards. <gasps> oh, that would be so interesting. I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it so much. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It's like, all right, the, all, like the antithesis of all stars. Yeah. Like an all star yeah. season. That's what would so you funny. call that? <laughs> Survivor. Losers. <laughs> the ultimate loser. The best of the worst. Mm, that's pretty good. Mm. First of the first to goes. <laughs> You'd be shocked. Brooke does not come back. Yeah. Your first boot, you're probably not coming back. Yeah. Except for Tina. Tina will be coming back. Well, that doesn't count because she's already in She won one. She got kicked off first. The next one, like, yeah. Your first boot on your original season, goodbye. Yeah. All right, then. Let's move to a bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Thank you, Jared. And thank you, C. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. See, did you like the episode? I I did. I did. Um I I I feel like I just didn't I had like a vague notion of Survivor, but I feel like I didn't really know what to expect. I I think the the just the the nostalgia aspect of it is was the most interesting for me. Hmm. Um I was like, "Wow, the 2004 fashion uh was was very fun to <laughs> experience." I think you kind of got the shaft as far as what season you you're guesting on. Cause I think this is maybe of all of the seasons. I think this is the worst first episode. <laughs> Great. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. That doesn't mean that the whole season is going to be that way, but no, I think no, it's no, the it's fine. least I think enticing it's first episode. I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know that it's the worst, but it's, there's not that many people that stood out. Yeah. If you're looking at it from a, I want to analyze this from a character perspective. It's hard that direction. But from overall narrative, it's kind of felt like nothing happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the rest of the season is more entertaining than that. <laughs> but see, I uh when we got on watching it, C was like, okay, cool, so let's watch the next episode. I'd be like, no, no, that's not how I do this. Like I have to record before I watch the next one. So clearly it hooked it did you a little bit. It's a good job of sucking me in. Yeah. And it was it put me on a little cool rabbit hole of looking up the construction of gender in Polynesian culture. So that was fun for me to look at. Nice. (laughs) 
I asked this of people who come on and guest in the show who haven't seen the show before. Mm-hmm. Are you going to, are you planning on continuing to watch Survivor or you think you've had enough? I don't like think that I will seek it out, but I if like mm-hmm. someone or if Jared was like, Do you wanna watch Survivor? I'd be like, Yeah, sure. Like I'm not like anti that. Whereas like I have very staunch anti Love is Blind, Love Island, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of shit. My partner watches it. I'll come over and she's watching it with her roommate and I I I'm I get hives. Like I sit on the edge of the couch and like, <laughs> like I hate it. And if Survivor was on, I'd be like, oh cool, yeah, sure. You you and I are in the same boat here. Sometimes I like watching trashy reality TV. Can't, I can't do it. It's just the romance com- like I I love competition shows of like Great British Bake Off yes. and like Glow Up and like that kind of thing. But like the it's just straight people nonsense and I can't deal with it. <laughs> I just can't handle it. <laughs> all right i think that is the new tagline for our show straight, straight people, people nonsense, nonsense. <laughs> yeah 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 we found it all right then okay. see is there anything you'd like to promote oh my uh well jared and i started a theater company because that's what we do in chicago when so... half of them die over the pandemic fuck it we'll make our own <laughs> that is true r.i.p many a good theater and some not so good ones. Oop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> the rest, of, the R and P can be rest in peace or rest in piss. Just depends if you're one of the good ones. Oh Jesus! You've been coming in with rest... some. Yeah, I... You don't want to rest in that. That seems. No, I don't, uh, don't think so. N- not good. Anyway, for you. Uh, Black Cat Theater, check us out. We're on Instagram. We're on on the on the interwebs. We did a show. The reading I mentioned cool. that we did was C was the the other uh, producer on that that I've mentioned on the podcast episodes before. Yay! And we're going to be doing more stuff coming, hopefully spring twenty twenty four. So keep your eyes peeled. And yeah, that that Heck that's yeah. that. Boop, Love boop. it, Jared. Anything you'd like to promote? Uh, I'm going to promote what this what I'm going to change this segment into starting next episode, <laughs> or kind of. So I saw a uh, yeah. This is news to Steven. I've not talked about this. Um, it's called <laughs> Guy Scout. Face is like, <laughs> uh, I want to have a Guy Scout segment where it's literally like, what is your merit badge from the last time we recorded? Oh like it could be something like, I cleaned out my car. Or it's literally the same <laughs> thing. It's like the thing you want to promote, but it's like it's it's. I just kind of want to call it Guy Scouts because I saw a meme and I thought it was funny. All right, we'll talk about it. Cool. <laughs> And I'm going to promote you guys. Thank you so much for being with us through all of this. And thank you for continuing on the way. Like, if you enjoy this, tell your friends, tell your family, post it on some random ass form somewhere. If you hate it, tell your enemies. Yeah, sure. Send them our way. And that's all I got. And we we love our people who are constantly emailing us and sending in information. Obviously, we still have your emails from last couple episodes but we will get to that when we haven't been already going for a long time and hey we know how many of you listen we know how many reviews we have come on people hell yeah get on it (laughs) (laughs) for my co-host jared and our special guest c this is steven for my host c and my special guest steven this is jared and i'm here (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just ken i've stopped trying (laughs) i've stopped trying to control jared That's for the best. Bye-bye! (laughs) Bye-bye!